try to be serious because it's terrible. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, I've known Tara for a really, really long time. And um, actually, when I first met her, um, I, I never remember when I meet people, but I actually do remember when I met Tara. Is actually a couple years ago. It was uh, the it was the year of a Super Bowl party of some sort. Um, Tara was coming um, for her internship at House of Faith, and I get this phone call. And I don't know if it's she's calling us or what, but basically Tara's lost in San Angelo, and I'm I'm on the other phone. I'm on the line, and I'm thinking, how are you lost in San Angelo? <laughs> it's so small. Um, but I met Tara up at a gas station, and it wasn't very far from House of Faith. And Tara's wearing this nice black shirt, these nice blue jeans, and she's wearing heels. I'm thinking, she did not get the memo. <laughs> we are having this super cool party with a ton of high schoolers in middle school. And here's Tara, and she was wearing these huge silver earrings. <laughs> so I thought, oh man, she's gonna just not fit in. <laughs> like, bad for the girl. Um, but I would have never known that that day we would have had a, a fantastic friendship that involves a lot of laughter um, and a lot of serious moments. And, um, and it was just such a God thing that the Lord put us together. Because um, I would have never thought the joy that we bring to each other and the joy we bring to other people. Um, and so um, in that time frame that I've been friends with Tara, I've seen her grow in her relationship with the Lord. Uh, but even in how she expresses um, her faith, there is scripture in Psalm 34 that says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. And um, in the years that I've known Tara, um, since she was a little girl, she's always followed the Lord. She's always believed in the Lord. And for me, I didn't grow up that way. And so um, I always feel so honored and privileged to know that um, Tara's beginnings, her heart has always been about the Lord um, since she was a little girl. And I think because of that, Tara's tasted and seen the Lord and so much a part of her own life. And because of that, because she's tasted, because she's seen, she's able to express the very heart and love of God in ways that just invites people into his story. And I think it's because she wants to be a witness of how powerful he has been in her life. And so I, I just want to introduce Tara. You already know her, but it's just a privilege to be able to experience the ways that she brings Christ into our life, the way she's able to articulate that with her words. But more than just the words, it's, it's the fact that she's tasted and seen the Lord be good in her own life. And she's just bearing witness through the expression of her words. And so I just wanted to pray for you, friend, and I love you. Lord, thank you for Tara, God, and thank you for all the hard moments, God, in her life that she had to just really press into her faith, God, all those um, all those really hard hurdles, God, that she had to jump over, all the really hard things she had to overcome. And God, I know there have been moments where she's been defeated and she's felt defeated. And God, um, in those moments, you show yourself to her and you help her to overcome. And God, she's just a vessel, God, and, 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 it's, and she's a vessel and she's letting us know um, that you are her rescuer. Um, and not just her rescuer, but that the ways you've rescued Tara, you can be that for us. 
And so today, God, she shares from her heart and, and, and from your word, God, I pray that you would just use her to remind us, God, of how loving you are, how good you are, um, and how you are for all of us, and that all of us have a story. And I pray you would use Tara to remind us, God, that we get to, that we have a story that you are writing for us, and, and more than just our story, it's about your story, that there's a greater story being written, and we just get to be a part of that history. So I lift up Terry to you and uh, pray that you would use her, God, to just move our hearts in ways that draw us closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm crying, and Eva and I could act appropriately in public together. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Man, I love Eva, and we have so many crazy stories. And I'll, this isn't part of the program tonight, but... Um, we were at this really like prestigious kind of luncheon yesterday at ASU, and we always try to not sit by each other in like important staff meetings where we're supposed to be mature, responsible adults and pay attention. Because once one of us starts, it just triggers some in the other, and it's just downhill from there, and there is no off switch. And so we're at this luncheon, and there are like three forks on the table, right? And I'm like, who needs three forks, and what is for what? And I probably should have taken an etiquette class a long time ago, and the napkins are all folded nicely. And honestly, I'm just watching Darlene to, to, to figure out what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to act. And so I have Darlene on my left. Thank you, Jesus, right? Like, just watch and observe and imitate, right? And, and so, and then I have Eva on my right. And so, me and Eva, I don't know how this happens. But me and Eva literally stand up at the same time, and she's like the size of my left leg. And so I can't see her because I'm just focused on watching Darlene so I can be proper and have good etiquette and polite and all of these things. And so I stand up, and somehow I just barrel into Eva like a linebacker. And I'm like, boom! And she's like, what on earth? And, of course, um, well, we laughed and tried very hard to get it under control, which... By the time we reached the chicken on the table, we did. But, Eva, thank you. Your words are a gift to me. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. I don't really do women's gatherings, and I don't really do Christmas. And so I think the Lord has an incredible sense of humor. And when I get that text from Miss Rose, I'm just like, okay, God, good one. Here we go again. Uh, but it is, it is an honor to be here tonight and to be with you beautiful women and to just sit and share an incredible meal together. Praise God for something other than ramen noodles and mac and cheese and drive-thru, right? And uh, someone else got to do all the cooking and all the cleaning. And um, I'm reminded of a scripture in Psalm that says, Behold, how lovely it is when people dwell together in unity. And this is a beautiful thing that I think sometimes we miss out on because we've either done it so long and it's all we've ever known or, or we don't realize what a gift it is that we get to experience this fellowship together. Um, I've got three friends who are going to read scriptures for me tonight. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Psalms 19.1 He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Hebrews 1.3 For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. Habakkuk 2.4 C.S. Lewis once said, A man can no more diminish God's glory by refusing to worship him 
than a lunatic and put out the sun by scribbling the word darkness on the wall of his cell. A man can no more diminish God's glory by refusing to worship him than a lunatic can put out the sun by scribbling the word darkness on the walls of his cell. I'll be honest, I'm tired tonight. My old heart is weary, worn down with the weight of everything unholy. The more the lights flash and pulsate with the rhythms of the season, the more my heart longs for a rhythm of grace. I think when we lose our way, as we often do, we must go back to the beginnings, chasing our very roots to a mere shoot from the stump of Jesse, where we find our true beginning. Advent, a season of waiting. Waiting for prophecies to be fulfilled, for hope to be born, for glory to come down. And like the first of fresh snowfalls, it's purity cleansing this evil side upon which we tirelessly tread. The weight is no more. Jesus, sweet, beautiful Jesus, God made flesh. He would be carefully knit together in Mary's womb because the Father knows that's what, that's what is made with his hands is never trash or happenstance. He would endure the ride on the bare back of a donkey for mile after merciless mile to remind us that we never, ever arrive overnight. But it's the journey that shapes us more into his patient, enduring likeness. It wouldn't be like the fading flash of a star or the twinkling of an eye here today and gone tomorrow. Jesus would come and make his dwelling among us. Emmanuel. God with you, God with me, God with us, here to stay for all of eternity. Jesus, he was born in the strangest set of circumstances imaginable as a constant reminder that God's ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts our thoughts, but he always knows best. He came wrapped in rags not fit for a king so that we would one day be wrapped in royal robes of his righteousness. He came and he made room where there was no more room because he is the God of the impossible and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He allowed the light to announce his arrival because he is a star-breathing God. And with that same Starry breath, he whispers my name again and again and again, reminding me who I am and whose I am. He came in the pitch black of the night because that is what glory does. It stares the darkness in the face until it flees because there is a light that shines in the darkness, Jesus. And the darkness has not overcome it. Darkness will never Consume or fade out or snuff out the light of Jesus Christ. He humbled himself to the lowest so that I would one day exalt him to the highest. Jesus came, escaping the death threat of a king gone mad so that we would one day declare with audacious confidence, O death, where is your sting? He came, leaving all of heaven and even enduring hell so that I would never 
be alone again. He came, bringing with him a kingdom that would last forever. His kingdom is love, joy, peace, and hope. Jesus, he didn't need to be appointed king or voted in because he was and is and will be king for all of eternity, the God of the unshakable government. Wise men came to seek him, and wise men still seek him today. There's an old saying that says this, no guts, no glory, no legend, no story. Mm -hmm. Jesus, he was, he is, and he will ever, forever be our gift that endures. Jesus came and he gave it all blood, guts, and heart. And he came in full glory, lighting up every square inch of space his presence went, and his presence still goes. Jesus, he white-knuckled the weight of the cross so that in my season of white-knuckling hope, it wouldn't be heavy. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I am found, leaves the 99. I don't deserve it, and I couldn't earn it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Christmas, when Jesus lights up every shadow on this crusty planet, including the darkest shadows of our hearts, Christmas when Jesus comes and moves mountains of unbelief and doubt because he always keeps his word always Christmas when Jesus comes to chase us down in love, mercy, grace and kindness Christmas when Jesus comes to kick down the walls erected out of self protection and bitterness because his love is greater he is greater Christmas, when Jesus comes to tear down the lies that we are wasted space because he breathed his very star-breathing breath into our weary lungs and we have heaven running in our veins. Christmas is Jesus, his glory come down. God, I'm reminded tonight of the simplicity of Christmas. Father, that you could have crumpled us up like paper and tossed us aside. You could have turned your back. You could have found someone else. You could have found a different way, but you didn't. You sent your son. And you didn't have to. You did it because you wanted to. Because you loved us. You loved us when we were unlovable. You loved us when we we're full of sin and self and pride. And you, you endured it all just to call us your own. God, what a, what a mystery. That the king of all kings, the king of glory, the one who sits enthroned in heaven forever where angels never stop bowing down and crying out and worshiping, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That same king 
took on human flesh. I was born in a manger. And it wasn't all lights twinkling and it wasn't all peaceful. There, there was a king who was out to, to ruin it and to kill, to steal, kill, and destroy. But your love was greater. Your plan was greater. You're a God of your word. You're a God who fulfills prophecies. You're not like man that you would lie or change your mind or, or just turn your back, but you always do what you say you're going to do, and, and you came to the earth to rescue. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for being born. Thank you that your story is good news. And it's full of hope and joy and peace. Thank you that when you see us, you don't see clothes, you don't see color of skin, you don't see our failures. You see yourself in us. Jesus, thank you for living a perfect, sinless life. That you are set apart in your holiness and in your glory. That the earth does declare your glory. That your glory fills the earth, God. That you are a star-breathing God. And with that same breath, you call us by name. And you never stop. We love you. We honor you in this place. We declare that you alone are worthy. You alone are God. You are the greatest gift we'll ever have. God, our smartphones are rubbish compared to you. Our, our pretty houses and our warm fireplaces and our pinches perfect homes are, are trash compared to the beauty and wonder of you. God, forgive us for when we get it wrong. Forgive us for worrying about trying to fill gifts underneath the tree instead of trying to just offer ourselves to you as a gift. God, forgive us for feeling like we don't measure up and we can't bring nothing to the table for you when all you want is us and our hearts, no matter how hard or broken or busted up or full of darkness or full of fear or doubt or unbelief. Jesus, you just want us. Pray that we would get it right this year. That it wouldn't be about the to-do list or all of the parties, or the programming, or, or all of the busyness. But Jesus said, I would just be about you. The wonder of a God made flesh, born in likeness of humans, born in humility. A God who walked in humility and love and service to others. A God who touched the lepers. Jesus, you touched the lepers. You touch us, unclean as we are. God, we're forever grateful for the love that you have for us. We love you. We honor you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Oh.